Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Here. And uh, we're going to try to get started back, okay, on the, on the book of John. Uh, tonight, we will finish up the eighth chapter, which we got several verses in the eighth chapter to do, and then we'll get to the man uh, born blind, uh, which is the sixth sign that uh, John tells us about, okay? He only has seven signs in, uh, in the gospel, and this is the sixth one. So we only have one more sign after this, and that's the raising of Lazarus from the dead, 11th chapter. And we'll, we will get to that. Okay, uh, <clears throat> let's uh, do just a little refresher. <laughs> Not too much, okay, uh, but just give you something to hang your hat on um, with the uh, chapter by chapter, okay? Chapter number one, in the beginning... That's what you need. That is so important to John. It's in the beginning without a beginning. And uh, and and he he wants to talk about Jesus being the logos there. And it is, but it isn't brought up after that. It isn't brought up anymore. All right. But he but he just wanted to establish that you have in the beginning. Now, uh, like Matthew and Luke. They start their gospel out with the birth of Jesus, which, which makes a lot of sense, you know. Uh, Mark, not so much. Uh, Mark doesn't have the birth of Jesus. Mark begins with the baptism of Jesus, and that's because he is only interested in the action. And when you're reading Mark, you go immediately to this, and you go immediately to that. He's really into the action, okay? So he's, he begins where Jesus takes the first actions, and that is at, at his baptism. Uh, so, but, but John begins in the beginning. Chapter number two, water into wine, now, you, you can really score a lot of points if you can tell me how many gallon that is. No, no wild guesses? Huh? Boy, somebody's getting close. Yeah, yeah. You're getting close over there. Yeah. So it was 180, 160 gallons. We, we, we think right in that area, okay, because of the, we know the pots, you know, and that kind of thing. All right? Chapter number three, Nicodemus. And one of the best known scriptures is 316. For God so loved the world. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm working the paddock as a blacksmith at uh, Fairmont Park Racetrack in Fairmont, Park, in Fairmont, Illinois, okay? And I'm, I'm working in there. And uh, uh, this uh, gal comes to me, and I knew her casually. She says, what does that 316 mean that they hold up at these football games? 
<laughs> Boom! <laughs> so I got a chance to tell her that's one of the most famous Bible verses and quote, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, amen, but have everlasting life. So that's in a Nicodemus story there. Chapter four, the woman at the well. We're moving through, okay, woman at the well. Chapter five, healing paralytic that had been there for 38 years. Chapter 6, feeding the 5,000. Chapter 7, come if you're thirsty. That's what I, I did that one, okay? I, I, to me, that was just such a great, great spot where Jesus stands up in a really loud voice and tells him, if you're thirsty, come to me. Yeah, and drink. Uh, and then uh, 8 is the woman caught in adultery, which we did. I thought we did a good job of that, working on that. Um, and uh, number nine tonight will be uh, the man uh, born blind. So let us begin now with Children of the Devil, uh, eight, chapter eight. Well, we need to finish up chapter eight. That's what we need to do. So ch children, children of the devil. <clears throat> Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I have come Hear from God, and I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. There's a good thing right there, okay? And I want you to keep in mind, and we will be hitting that again. There are people that are willfully blind, okay? Uh, they just, I mean, uh, he, he, like, he, he, Jesus to them, are, he's like a Martian. You know, you just, no language, no, just can't, just can't do it. Okay, go to the next one. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. And uh, they already established now that uh, they are proud to be the children of Abraham. And they're resting in DNA. And Jesus is telling them, no, your, your father really is the devil. And how do I know that? Uh, be, be, because you can't stand the truth. Uh, you, you, uh, you traffic in lies. And lies is, it's been a while now, but I'm going to try and be more truthful. I, just let me put that down here, okay? I'm, I know, I don't, sometimes I don't want to be. You know, but I'm going to try and be more truthful, okay? You know, sometimes we take the easy way. And, uh, and my inclination, my personality is to avoid problems. That's my personality, okay? I, 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 I depend upon sidestepping or something, you know, 
You, you know what I mean. So I'm, gonna, I am, I'm working on being more honest, okay? So I hope I don't offend anyone. There's, no, be careful. I will work on it. All right. Are you, how many are you going to work on being more honest? Yeah. It, it's a bad path. To, uh, no, really, uh, lying is a bad path to go down. And what happens is you lose, you lose any idea of the truth. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? You, you, you don't even know it, but you lose any idea of the truth. Okay, okay. All right? Good. Okay. Uh, uh, can any of you prove me guilty? Now, this is a tremendous claim here. This is a tremendous claim that he's making here. It's not the one I make. I know... Um, Every once in a while, I'll, uh, somebody asks me, how, how are you doing? I say, I'm doing great, but I, I don't want to put it up for a vote. <laughs> See what it, but you know what I mean. This is such a tremendous claim, and, and he, how gutsy he is to do this. Uh, can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God... Here's what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Okay? Uh, the Jews answered him. Now, we, we need to point out here that when you use the, the term Jews in this reference here, this is the religious leaders. It, it's, it's not, again, the, the broad population here. Okay? The Jews answered him, aren't we right to say that you are Samaritan and demon-possessed? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I... But, but he's so, he looks to be so weird to them. He, he looks to be so weird to them that they're trying to explain, you know, this, this problem that they have in front of them, which is, which is Jesus, you know. And so that's how they treat him. A Samaritan's bad enough. That's bad. You know, that's really a slight, real slangy thing to say to, a, especially to a, a Hebrew, you know. And, uh, and then, no, you're demon-possessed. Uh, well, we got a second opinion. You're demon-possessed. I'm not possessed by a demon, Jesus said, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Verily, verily, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. I know that's pretty strong language. You will be so involved in life that death may come to you, but it's just a graduation moment. Okay? All right. All right, let's go to the next one. We better move on. At this they exclaimed, now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say, whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? My mom used to ask me that every once in a while. 
I have, my, my mama's been gone for quite some time, but I have to every once in a while thank who she is and, and just thank God for her and to realize that she must have looked at me and thought, where did you come from? <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, I'm just talking about a kid, as a kid growing up. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, who, and of course they say, who do you think you are? Well, he's going to tell them. He's going to tell them. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, who you, who you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But <laughs> I thought that was a kind of a turn of events there. Yeah. Um, but I do know him and obey his word. Um, this is, you don't find this in the other gospels. These are discourses you do not find. That's what they call these. They call these discourses. You'll have a long discourse here and you have a long discourse here. And especially, and it'll intensify as we get older. I mean, as we get uh, toward the end of the gospel, like in chapter 17, which is a complete prayer. It's just prayer as uh, Jesus prays for us in chapter 17, I believe. Okay, let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> your, your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Um, but, well, let me put it this way. Do you have a feeling God is going someplace? Yes, I have a feeling that God is taking us someplace. It's just kind of a feeling, okay? And that's being reflected in, 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 the th in this here, okay? And Abraham had that. And, uh, you know, the, the basic story of Abraham is God calls him, and what does he do? He leaves his family, he leaves his uh, home ground, and he moves out. Where's he going? He don't know. He doesn't know. All he knows is he's following God the best he can. And you know what you find out? That's enough. You follow God the best you can, and that's enough. Okay. So God is taking us someplace, and that's what is being reflected here, saying, uh, Abraham looked for this day. This was the day Abraham was looking. What's the day? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's what the day is, okay? It's Jesus Christ. Verily, verily, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Remember the I am's? They are so important in the book of John. And it is uh, uh, two words put together as a formula uh, that he, he talks about. And, of course, he's picking that up from uh, the uh, encounter that Moses had with God where he wants to know the name of God, and God says, I am that I am. He is, uh, I was gonna, he is being itself. And that's what uh, Jesus is saying here. That's who he is. That's me. He's, that, that's him, okay. Um, 
I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him because, not because they misunderstand him. They pick up stones to stone him because they understand him and what he's saying. I'm God. I am the I am that you guys read about. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. And so it's pretty, Jesus, he does that a couple of times. Uh, Mark has him doing that when they try to push him over a cliff and kill him. Um, Mark has him doing, he just kind of walks right through them, walks, walks uh, through them. Okay, is, is that the end of that uh, chapter eight? Okay, uh, this, is, this is all discourse, I know that, okay. Let's go to some action now, okay. We'll go to, let's, let's heal the man born blind. All right, let's go to chapter nine, uh, the man born blind. Um, uh, our, our first point here is afflicted from birth, but we will, we, we will come, come back to that. As he went along, he saw, oh, there's no like scene. Uh, this doesn't connect like with other places or anything. Uh, John's not concerned about that. He's not concerned about, you know, connecting this. In other words, Jesus is making travel and we're following him. Tra- no, John just said, okay. A- as he went along, he, he saw um, a man blind from birth. Okay. Who saw him? Jesus. But we don't have any of the compassion idea or anything here. I mean, Jesus could be feeling compassion, but that's not the primary motive, okay? Some of those you hear where Jesus has pity, like on the, on the crowd of 5,000, uh, he has uh, compassion for them. Uh, we're not told that here, okay? But Jesus sees a man uh, blind from birth, and there are just so few cases. Uh, there is none in the gospel of somebody healed uh, that was inflicted, that was born that way, except this man right here. The only one in all four gospels like that. There are only two others in the Bible, and that's in the book of Acts. Let me see. If I know I have this down here. Yeah, in the third chapter, the man at the, uh, at the gate, uh, where he says, silver and, where Peter tells silver and gold, have I none? Uh, that was uh, from birth. And in, uh, in Lystria, in uh, chapter 14 of the book of Acts, um, we, 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 we just don't have that, okay? So this is, this is a big deal to, to be uh, blind from birth. And uh, the disciples want to talk about it. Look at there. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? There are people, the inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> they, 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 oh no, they want to know. And uh, they must have had some way of thinking that a baby, uh, wait a minute, that's not a good way to put it, is it? That a person not yet born existed to the point that they could do something that's sinful. I, I, 
Are you you following me here? Or the sins of the parents is being passed along in, in, in the child. Okay? So they, they wanted to talk about it. In other words, if you got something wrong with you, you must have sinned. And this is God's punishment on you. Pretty hard to escape those thinking like that you know, when you get down to it, okay? Um, Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't want to do that, okay? <laughs> She's absolutely right. There are people that have to have a bad guy someplace. I know that, okay? Is that, that's what you're talking about, Val? Yeah. yeah they, no, they have to have a bad guy. They have to have somebody to hook it to, somewhere to hang their hat and you know, say, oh, that's the issue right there. I know what the problem is. It's him or it's her. No, you don't. No, you don't. And so, uh, but, but they said, well, it, it has to be, the baby had to have sinned, therefore, you know. The whole book of Job is written to deal with this right here, Okay. If, if you read the opening of the book of Job, you have the devil talking to God and God talking to the devil. And, and uh, the devil says, oh, he only uh, praises you b- because you got your hand on him and, and bless him and, uh, and, and take good care of him. That's what it is, God. And God says, no, not really. And so uh, Job then begins to be cursed. Things go bad. And pretty soon he, he's sick. And he's, he's so bad, he's using a broken pot to scrape his skin. skin. I don't know what was going on with him. Must have been something awful making me itch just thinking about it. <laughs> Do you too? <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll get away from this, okay? <laughs> I, something, yeah, with something like that, yeah. And uh, so, and then his wife says, oh, why don't you just curse God and die? Boy, there's nothing like a supportive woman, is there? <laughs> and so, when things get real bad, you know, and, and we know what's going on. I mean, we're told in the, in the opening part of the book, Job don't know. He don't know what's going on. I mean, behind the scenes, he knows what's happening to him, but he don't know behind the scenes. He loses seven sons and, and uh, you know, things really go sour. And we even got better ones coming in, stealing his stuff, okay? And then three friends show up, and they're going to help Job. <laughs> they're gonna, and they're generally they're messy. You have to read that. You, if you've never read this book, you ought to read it. Uh, it. No, oh, no. <laughs> It doesn't, it just, uh, I, get, I get that, I get that, Kim, but no. <laughs> it, I, I had to do it, but we, we did it for, like, we, we used to call it January Bible study, and we'd get a professor would come in and teach us a book of the Bible, and Job happened to be one one time, so I, I was forced into it. I had to do it, you know, so, and, but 
his, his friends come over, and his friends tell him, look, Job, you need to confess and get right with God, and then all this will clear up. Your problem is, Job, you've sinned. And Job argues with him. Uh, he doesn't claim to be like sinless or anything. He just said, no, I didn't do anything bad enough for this. <laughs> kind of, that's kind of the way. Gee, you have to read it. It's done in poetry style. And, and uh, it's, it's done in a style that many, many other writers have used to express things where you have a person come in and tell you or question you, and then you get to write and tell about that, okay? I think Zophar is one of them. Bildad is one of them. And they're, all of them just are roughly saying the same thing. You've sinned, like here. Yeah, the, the disciples are just sure somebody's at fault here, and it's a sinner. They're just sure of it. We're, they're not sure whether it's the baby or whether it's the parents, but they're sure of it. Yeah, we'll blame him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and, and that's the way Job goes on, and it, and it goes on and on and on and on like that until you get really sick and tired of it. And then what you say to chapter where, where God shows up in there? 42, yeah, you get, uh, God shows up and, and all the questions cease in the presence of God. They just, they just cease. It's not like they're answered. They just cease. And uh, the presence of God is the explanation there. Anyway, uh, but I just want to say that people are always wrestling with this. What, what do they call that in modern-day churches where you'll be blessed if you do good or if you do right? There's a, there's a name for that. I, I slipped my mind out, obviously. Okay. Prosperity. prosperity. Yeah, the prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. Name it and claim it. That's it. Yeah. Prosperity. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so that's, uh, that's the argument there. And what does Jesus say? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Okay. Jesus does not care a whit about that argument of who sinned. This is what we got. What's the remedy? What will help? This is what we got. Now, what can we do to help? I, that's why I like, I love this Jesus. I love his attitude, okay? Uh, let's not talk about it. Let's do it, okay? Uh, all right, let's go to the, to the next one. Uh, the method of healing, I think, is where we are now. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no man can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the eyes, on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, and wash in the pool of Siloam. This 
word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Did you hear on the news that they found this pool? Did you hear it, Tom? I, I thought that was so cool. I said, oh, wow. I said, I have to bring that up. But they found that pool now, the steps leading to it. And uh, I, I think it was like underneath a bunch of rubble or something. And all of a sudden now they, they, just, uh, they just found that. Okay. Uh, there's, there's coming a time when, when you can't. Don't let time creep up on you. Okay? Um, there's coming a time when you, when you can't. Uh, you, you need to work while you can. But there's coming a time that you can't. And just, uh, just know that. Uh, and uh, he uses uh, saliva. And it, it, that was kind of um, a normal remedy of that day. It really was. It was kind of a normal remedy. And, uh, one writer uh, during that time has like two chapters on the medical benefits of saliva. You know, spittle. That makes sense to me, spittle. And so he, he mixed some clay and that kind and then told him, I always wonder how he found the pool. You know, I, I, he had to have friends help him. You know, uh, they had to guide him. He had to uh, drum up some help to to get that done, and so uh, got him to the pool and and washed in. Uh, he went and washed, and came seeing. <laughs> That's a good deal. That's a good. Amen. All right, let's go to our next slide. His neighbors and though had formerly seen him begging him, isn't this, oh, saw him begging, I'm sorry. Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was, others said, no, he only looks like him. I, I know, don't ever put it up for a vote. Just don't do it, you know. Uh, no, he only looks like him, but he himself insisted, I am the man. And I, I, I'm, I don't know, uh, but I, I thought maybe John was doing something because he's using the I am statement here, that the man voices the same I am statement that Jesus uses. But there's no connection at all that you can make out of it, or at least I couldn't make out of it. And I didn't read any of the writers that were making something of it, okay? But what does he say? It's me. Uh, he, he knows that he's been healed. And he's willing to tell others about it uh, that need to know. All right. How then were your eyes open, they ask? Ah, oh, there's a good question. I would want to know that. Okay, let's go to the next one. He replied, notice it says, the man. This is important. His understanding of Jesus is what? How does he identify Jesus? The man. Okay? 
what I want you to see in this is he makes a pro progression of his understanding who Jesus is. Okay? See, sometimes we think when we're Christian, we should know it all. Okay? And that's just not the way it works. We find out who Jesus is in our relationship with him. That's how we find out. Okay? And as far as he's concerned, who is Jesus? A man. A man. That, that's what he said. The man they call Jesus. And I think that's a really good one there. At least he knows his name. You know, the other guy in chapter 5 didn't even know who it was. I thought, oh, my gosh, we, this guy is just too much for me, okay? But this guy... He at least knows that it's a man, this guy has a name, and his name is Jesus. Okay. He made some mud, put it on my eyes. He told me, go to the Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought, they brought to the... Pharisees, a man who had been blind. Now, I guess he's got to go see the Pharisees. They're all upset. So they have to check this out. Okay. Let's go to the next slide. Now, the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eye. Oh, there it is. <laughs> There's the problem. <laughs> this is a problem. Okay? Yeah. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes. The man replied and washed, and now I see. There's nothing that beats the simple truth as you know it. Nothing. You be honest with yourself, honest with God, and try to be honest with other people. Okay? What does he do? He just rehearses. Well, this is what happened. It just, that's what happened. Okay? Now, they're all in a huff because he made mortar and mud on the Sabbath day. Oh, one of the newer things, Daryl, do you want to say something? Yeah, he broke the law. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Okay. The disciples are worried about who sinned. They're worried about who's breaking the law, which is sinning. You know, boy, they're all into that. Yeah. Yeah. Where was I going with that? I was going to go someplace with that, too. Okay. I'm sorry? All right. I put mud on it, and, 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 and now he sees. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. There you go. There's just, some people just have to find a bad guy. They just have to find one. And sure enough, they usually do. Yeah. Whether they're right or wrong doesn't make much difference to them. Uh, this is not from God. Oh, receive sight. Okay, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. Oh, I, I remember what I, I, a new one I read today that was 
uh, Sabbath breaking. If you wore shoes that had nails in them, that would be breaking the Sabbath day. I guess you could wear sandals without nails, but if you had nails in them, you couldn't wear them, I guess because carrying iron around, I guess. Oh, no, no, I know exactly. I thought that I just, I just comical. Oh, no, 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 I meant to hold like the sole on or something, you know, use a little nail to, never mind. I, I don't want to, I don't want to bear on that, okay, but, okay. How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Oh, now they're in an uproar. I guess some people said, this is a good thing that a man was born blind and now sees. That was a good thing. The other people say, I know it's a bad thing because he did it on the Sabbath day. So let's go to the next slide. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, he's a prophet. Are you seeing the progression? Only because he's forced to think about it. You know, if he just walked off, he, and, and I think about it, he might not ever arrive at this. Well, let's see, that for that... That was the man. His name was Jesus. I remember that. And boy, and then they press him a little. Further. Well, you know, he had to be a prophet to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's so innocently honest and just tells the truth to these people who don't want to hear the truth and don't, don't care to hear it, you know. Okay. Blind man. They say about him. The man replied, he is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Well, there, there, get the parents down here. They'll tell you. Is this your son, they said? Don't you, don't you find these guys to be a little weird? After, yeah, after you read this a few times, you get, man, they, they're weird. They're strange. Well, I don't want to ever be like that, you know? How many of you got goals for the coming year? Got to go, good. You're moving on toward them? Good. One of the things that I had never thought much about when it comes to goals is not only do you need to have something you're looking forward to, but you need something to stay away from. It's okay. So if, it's been a few months ago now. I, I bumped into an old fool. I, soon as I got home in the privacy of my own home and with my wife, I said, I never, ever, want to be an old fool. That's, I just, I don't want to go there. I'll load a gun and put it on the dresser. If I ever do that, shoot me. <laughs> so I've got something to stay away from. Now I've got something to stay away from. Is this your son, they ask? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it 
that now he can see. Can you imagine asking these people that? What do they know? You follow me? I mean, it's, it's like they're trying to set someone up to, to do them in, okay? So let's go to the next uh, slide. We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind, but how he can see now or who opened his eyes? We don't know. Ask him. He is a age. He will speak for himself, and that he does. He's already done really well speaking for himself. Okay, they're just looking to drum up something here. That, that's all they're. That's all they're going to do. And there's a real threat here of excommunication from the synagogue for them. You need to know that. I mean, this is, yeah, it 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 could go it could go sour for them. So uh, they have. It, it's just terrible uh, what these guys are doing. Uh, his, his parents said because uh, they were afraid. Oh, they're, they're afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. So they, they've already decided, and they, they know what, uh, what they're going to do. Let's go to the, to the next one. That was why his parents said he is of age, ask him. A second time, they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner, talking about Jesus. Now, they've already got their mind made up. Uh, they're not establishing. Uh, he replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know I was blind, but now I see. Isn't that great? That's great. You, you can't beat just being honest about your relationship with God and your relationship with Jesus Christ as he leads you along. You just can't get over to having that kind of pure honesty, and you'll be surprised where that will take you. You'll be surprised where that was. I know when I was first a young man, and you know, I thought I understood. I thought I understood Jesus. Okay, <laughs> you see this coming, don't you? You see, I get down there around thirty, and actually, there was a call for me to grow up, and I didn't want to. And but I've told the story before. But I, I, I just oh man, I was. I was in terrible shape, and I knew it. I was in terrible shape, and I knew I didn't know anything about Jesus. But the bottom line is I, I, just, I knew that if there was any hope for me at all, it would be in Jesus Christ. And so I just kind of hung in there with him, and pretty soon things started making sense. You were blind, but now you see. Boom. Boy, I was blind as, I, I just blind as a bat and in deep trouble. Uh, depression and everything that goes along with it, yeah, yeah, and uh, um, but uh, thanks be to God, he, uh, and 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 a good wife uh, helps too, and uh, led me led me out of that, and but it it was a long time, it was a long time, okay, but look at whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. <laughs> There's just a lot about this Jesus, I don't know. That's okay. What do you know? That's the thing. Okay. 
One thing I was, I was blind, but now I see. Amen. Well, that's, that's, that's a good one there. That's a good one. And it bring, that's a good one. And it brings glory to God. As we, that we're reading the story tonight. Bring, and that's excellent. Yeah. So it's happening, but they don't even know they're participating in this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. That's, they, they wanted control. They wanted to hold you down. I love this, this uh, about the story of the uh, madman from Gadarene. Uh, the community thought they understood how to handle him, and that is to put chains on him and subdue, subdue, subdue him. They thought they knew. Jesus comes along, and he has the right remedy. And that is not to subdue him, but to set him free. It's just exactly opposite of what these guys are trying to do to, to hold a lid on the community or the people and hold them in bondage. And Jesus has come to set men free and to set women free. And he does it in this most remarkable way that had never happened on planet Earth before. And number one is he's going to die on the cross for the sins of humanity. And that in itself is a freeing thing to have a sense of forgiveness on your life and acceptance. That in itself is a freeing thing. But they had experienced forgiveness before. Jesus brings something new to the table. Not only does he give you forgiveness and acceptance, which you need to start afresh, but now, eventually, the power of the Spirit is going to be there to help you to live your life more correctly. This had not happened on planet Earth before Jesus came. And now that Jesus has come... Not only do you have the forgiveness of your past, but you have help for the present and for the future. Oh, yes, it's just, it, it just so astoundingly good. Okay, And this guy has got his toe in the water. He's, got it, he's about ready to step in. And all he has to do is just be honest with what's happened to him and that will lead him to understanding who Jesus is. Now, we've already made two steps. The first one, he's a man, and his name is Jesus. Second step, oh, he must be a prophet. He has done a miracle. Okay? All right, let's read on. Then they ask him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already. 
and you did not listen. He's, he's, he's already told, he's already been over this. It, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's right there. It's right there. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become, I know I love that. I love that. It's like this guy's starting to come to himself. And he's starting to be a man. And he's going to finally face these guys. They used to have the power over him, but he has lo- they have lost it, and he has found it, and it is Jesus Christ. And he doesn't even know it yet, really. But he's learning. And I love it. So he just turned around. What do you guys... Just- <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. And we think they protest too much. You know, kind of thing. Uh, then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple. And they don't know, but yes, he is. That's exactly what he is. He is that fellow. And they are disciples of Moses. All right, all right. Always want to ask people, how's that working out for you? We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't know even where he comes from. Let's go to the next slide. The man answered, now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. And they're supposed to be the religious leaders. Yeah. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. There they go. Man, you've, you're, oh, we'll beat you down with this broomstick. Uh, how dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Wow. Just where he wanted to be, thrown out. What was that? Was it Burr, Burr Bear and Burr Fox that throw Burr Rabbit into the briar patch? Isn't that? What a great story, you know. Throw him in there. Well, that's just where I want to be. <laughs> and that's where he needs to be. He needs to be out of that mess. You don't need these people calling you names all the time. You don't need that, that's for sure. Did we, we read this one, didn't we? Jesus heard that they had thrown him out And when he found him, he decided, do you believe in the Son of Man? (laughs) Who is he, sir? (laughs) The man's ready, isn't he? Yeah. And notice Jesus hunts him down. You'll you'll hear that every once in a while in the songs here at church. What is that? Coming after me. You know, he's coming after you. You know, but it's all good. That's the thing about it, you know. Yes. Do you believe? Well, well, who is he, man said? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him, Jesus said. I have not. 
You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one who is speaking to you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Yeah, yeah. Now here's a man. I'm telling you, all you have to do is just be honest. Follow Jesus the best you can, and it will all become clear to you. He's got it now. He's got it. He really is catching on to this person called Jesus. Now, I don't, yeah, amen. And, and Jesus hunted him down because he got thrown out of the synagogue and thrown right into the, the Jesus patch. That's where he went. And there he is. And he's doing really good, too. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what? Are we blind too? Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim that you can see, your guilt remains. And for a lot of people, that's a really confusing statement to make. But the point, I think, is they are willingly blind and don't know it. They're saying, we can see, and they're blind as a bat. And because they don't know that, or can't understand that, or too pride about, prideful about who they are, uh, they, they, missed a, they missed a boat. And it's just, no, go ahead, don't Mike. Don't think that maybe what they're referring to is the fact that their, their, their eyes are open, but they knowingly are rejecting Jesus because he's a threat to their power structure. Yes. Yes. And... Oh, go ahead. But the man also said, show me so I can believe. He's ready. He was ready, yeah. Yeah. He's ready. So he Jesus could straighten up and honest with him, so now he does. And and you cannot miss, uh, maybe we ought to say it, you cannot miss his understanding that Jesus is God because he worships him. That's him. That's exactly what, what's going on here. No, uh, they've made that choice. And uh, we're, we're going to have to close, I know. But uh, you cannot say it any clearer. Where they were is over. I know Jesus tells them and they don't get it. But it is over. In less than... Uh, about 35 or 40 years from this time, the temple will be completely demolished. I, I can't impress upon you that when Jesus says it's over, it's over. And if you don't get it, the stones will make it so. Okay? And it is over. And now this new day has dawned, and it's called Jesus. And a new life has come, and it's called Jesus. A new power has come, and it is his spirit. Okay? Uh, Let us close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the good news of John for us. And we thank you for this um, man that was born blind who, who really sees And we thank you for that. 
Lord, may it help us to do better at following you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.